0: Earth. Birthplace of the human race. A species much like our own. We were once a peaceful race of intelligent mechanical beings. But then came the war. Between the Autobots who fought for freedom. And the Decepticons who dreamt of tyranny. Gentlemen, I going to have well, my son here. I'm gonna buy his first car. Look, I can't be any clearer than how crystal clear I am being. He just stood up. Let me tell you something, son. The driver don't pick the car. The car picked the driver. Are you Samuel James Whitwicky, descendant of Archibald Whitwicky? Yeah. Sector 7 is a special access division of the government convened in secret of at Hoover 80 years ago. Our world. The Transformers. have been here a long, long time. Have met before. Oh, dear God. Your great-great-grandfather made one of the greatest discoveries in the history of mankind. Call him NB1. Sir, I don't mean to correct you on everything you think you know, but I mean, that's Megatron. Here we are. Fight us now. Decepticons! spark gone we cannot return life to our planet and fate has yielded its reward a new world to call home we live among its people now hiding in plain sight but watching over them in secret and though we are worlds apart like us There's more to them than meets the eye. Episode 51 of Comic Book Movie Guide, the podcast. I'm your host, Brennan Huber, and today I'm going to be talking about the Transformers movies. And no, not the recently released Transformer movie. Not Bumblebee with Haley Steinfeld. No, no. Michael Bay. Michael Bay's Transformers. Because those were the tr- Transformers of my childhood. 2007, the first one came out. And I remember going to it expecting a terrible movie. And I remember leaving the theater after Linkin Park came on at the very end of the movie thinking, wow, that was fucking awesome. Here I am like 12 years old and it was probably the coolest thing you could possibly imagine. I understand why people my age have these... I don't know. I feel like we have a hard time with movies these days that are lighter in tone because look what we were up against. Like the slow motion explosions and the awesome sounds of the Transformers making their transformation from vehicle back to robot. I just remember like You know, Shia LaBeouf was in it. And the thing with Shia LaBeouf is we all knew Shia LaBeouf from even Stevens and Holes. Like if you were any sort of child who had television at home, um, that was, you know, probably something that you had seen. And I know that Holes was even shown in school. So it's just the way that it lined up with our age group is really cool and the way that michael bay did it was also really cool now don't get me wrong um once we start getting into like the last night and age of extinction and those they're they're the ones without shia like i would say the the trilogy with shia which is Transformers, and then Transformers Revenge of the Fallen and then Transformers Dark of the Moon or Dark Side of the Moon. No, Dark of the Moon. And that was 2007, 2009, and 2011. And all three of those movies, in my opinion, were bangers. Revenge of the Fallen was a really, really good sequel to a really good first Transformers movie. I mean, like, they're bad, right? Like, they're bad movies in their own way. You know, like Michael Bay had a thing where he put the hot young girl in his movies and it came across a little creepy the older I got, you know, Um, but at the same time, like sex sells and Megan Fox, I mean, we all know Megan Fox has been in the public eye since I can remember probably way back to her like Disney days or even two and a half men. I believe she had an appearance on there. And she was super young. She looked very different than she does now. But the thing with Megan Fox is not only was she just like naturally drop dead gorgeous at the time. It was, it was that coming of age story that Michael Bay sort of, it was like a teen, it was like a teenager sort of coming of age film in a way with a ton of comedy, a ton of like goofy Almost like dirty comedy too, you know? Like, I just really like all of the players that they involve. It's not just Sam Witwicky, who is Shia LaBeouf's character, and it's not just Megan Fox. That is the center of the story. And when the Transformers arrive, holy shit, is that ever a cool scene? When they first arrive to Earth and they sort of take their form where they scan the different vehicles that they end up becoming. And just the the speech, the speech by uh, by Optimus when he first meets Sam. And just explaining the lore behind, uh, or the history of the Transformers and the Autobots versus the Decepticons. It's a very cool franchise to take on. Michael Bay did a really cool job with those movies. Like, I just think of, the, like, I, I talked about the slow-mo shots of things exploding or, you know, almost that like heartbeat that as it's like slow motion, like Ironhide is like shooting things, flipping through the air, slow-mo, like Optimus takes out his sword and like Optimus, he got cooler as the movies went on. And that doesn't happen with a CGI robot. Like his first scene, When you see sort of the tech, I just love, like, the design of the Autobots and Decepticons in Michael Bay's trilogy of Transformers is just chef's kiss, man. It is so good. The way that, like, and the detail to the point where, like, the ears and stuff, not even the ears, but just, like, the gears up top near his head, they have, like, weird writing and symbols, you know, like, they have their own language and I just really like that, you know, I like that, the all spark, the cube, as Megatron would say that story, that plot of the first movie where, you know, Sam has his, his great grandfather's glasses that he's trying to sell lazy ladies, <laughs> ladies, man, user, um, two one seven or whatever. 'Cause when he like gets trapped by Barricade that uh that other Decepticon he's like, Are you ladies are you ladies man two one seven? Are you username ladies man two one seven? Yeah. Shia LaBeouf does a great job. He does a lot of screaming. He flips and flies all over the place. But he keeps it grounded too, you know? Like he's an emotional guy. And when you watch Shia, he's I I've always loved watching Shia on, on screen. Um and, and on that note, I mean, when it transitions to Wahlberg in Age of Extinction, don't get me wrong, Age of Extinction has some of the best uh, Transformers shots, you know, it's a beautiful movie, but it just didn't work for me, like, the future, like, the way the timeline worked, like, it was, like, later, I believe, and... You know, Mark Wahlberg is in it and his daughter's involved and she's even younger than Megan Fox. And it's like, it was, it just didn't work. Didn't work whatsoever for me, the Age of Extinction. But it has some really cool shots and some really cool characters in it. But if you stick to the basics, like I like the, t- the first two for sure. Revenge of the Fallen, the second one is just as good as the first one in my opinion. It's a little more out there when Sam goes to college and stuff like Michael Bay really doubles down on uh, the humor that he used in the first one. And it gets a little bit too much at times, but the, you know, when they go to Egypt and they're like searching for the, I, I can't remember what that trinket is that he ends up using to like charge the charge, the spark inside of Optimus to revive him. Optimus's death in Revenge of the Fallen is devastating. That's such a good fight scene. And he just dies. And he's dead for three quarters of that movie. But when he comes back and he takes on the flight gear and he actually is flying around and stuff, like like I said, he just gets cooler and cooler as the movies go on. And when I think of Dark of the Moon, the third one, I think of like the cast shifting a little bit. Like, they really relied on Shia to sort of take over um, the main thing because there was a falling out with Megan Fox and Michael Bay. And I don't remember what that whole story was, but I do remember um, that, you know, Shia and Megan Fox were, they were dating, I believe, uh, throughout the first two movies. And then by the third movie, uh, she was gonzo. Like, she was completely not involved whatsoever. They brought in that rosy... What's her name? Rosie, like Witherington or she's married to Jason Statham. She's a Victoria's secret angel. And she does a good job in that movie too. The only other thing I've really seen her in besides that is Mad Max Fury Road. She plays, um, Mimot and Joe's, uh, favorite daughter. I can't remember what, what her character's name is in that, but yeah. It's like, I think it's Rosie Whittingham or Rosie something. But anyways, yeah, she's, she's good in it. And she kind of takes on the same role that Megan had before. And it's a lot of slow motion running. And I think of the shot where she's like walking, basically she looks like she's walking on a catwalk, uh, at a modeling show. And in the background, there's all these explosions going off and she's wearing like this white leather jacket. It's I don't know what it is about those shots, but like he, he overused the shit out of that. Like all the pyro and all of the fireworks and explosions that went off during the Transformers movies in those three movies. All I think about is that just doesn't stop being cool. Like it never stops being cool when it's that slow-mo action. I just love that. And you pair that with like Remember, remember when the Chevy Camaro first came out, like, like that was the rebirth of the Chevy Camaro was Transformers. And then I think it was the SS or the SR or whatever that I don't know. I'm not a car guy, but I think it was like the SS, like the supercharged or something um, that was in Revenge of the Fallen. And then eventually they sort of like stopped um, incorporating a lot of the whole this is the new Camaro, this is the new Camaro, you know? But, like, for a time, that was the sell. It was, like, like people, like, around here in Alberta even, like, there's Transformers logos all over um, the yellow Chevy Camaros that I see around here. And, I mean, you see very few now, but, like, for a time, like, I worked at the co-op gas bar in Leduc, and there would be the odd Camaro that would come through, whether it be that bright green one or the yellow one or... Like literally there was a guy who came through the co-op the one time that had like, it could have been the movie car is how close it was. Like he had everything down to the emblem, the Transformers emblem, uh, Bumblebee's emblem on the, on the steering wheel, which was just really cool. I love shit like that, but like, that's a perfect example of what Michael Bay can do with his movies. You pair these like fast roaring cars with full speed action with these slow-mo shots of car accidents, car wrecks, explosions, you know, and then on top of that, these cars are hitting jumps and stuff and midair, the cars are transforming and it's like, that was the first time we ever saw anything like that and I don't think that anybody could have suspected that the Transformers could be that cool. Michael Bay made the Transformers cool is what he did. He took a toy and he made it very, very cool on the big screen. And I mean, the cast was, it was really good. It was a great cast. Like I think of everybody from Josh Duhamel, like that was his debut for sure. I would have to think I don't remember him in anything else. Uh, he married Fergie, and then they got divorced. That's actually a wild little fact. Josh Duhamel. He's he's very good in a lot of things. I mean, he's in mostly chick flicks, but I have no issue with a good chick flick. I really don't. And Safe Haven, a real good one. Julianne Huff's in that one, too. Tyrese Gibson, before the Fast and Furious movies. Well, I guess, No that's a lie that's a complete lie too fast and too furious would have been his you know he was he was actually a big in the in the 2000s hey like he was in fast and furious and he was in Death Race I remember Death Race was a massive one I spoke of Jason Statham earlier how his how his wife Rosie there was in Transformers Dark of the Moon Patrick Dempsey was in that dark of the moon you know I think of John Voigt Angelina Jolie's dad, for those of you who didn't know. Once you see it, you won't unsee it with John Voight. It's impossible to unsee that he's Angelina Jolie's dad. I don't know. It's There's no other way of explaining it than that, <laughs> to be honest. And I mean, the voice cast of the Transformers. Like, you look at Megatron. I got to look up the names because I feel like I always try to call this guy. Um, like, I'm talking about Optimus's voice. And for those of you that know me, know that I always botch this guy. But Peter Cullen, I call him Peter Craig all the time. But the guy who plays Optimus is, you know, Peter Cullen is, he is a phenomenal voice actor. And he just takes Optimus to a whole other level. And then when I think of Megatron, I want to say it's the guy from The Matrix who plays like the who plays the... He's like the head guy of the Matrix people. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. I just outed myself that I just... I, I've i never been a Matrix guy. And I don't know what it is or why. Hugo Weaving. Wow. I should know his name. He's so good, Hugo Weaving. He had a really good performance in... Uh, what the hell is that movie? Hacksaw Ridge. I'm slow today, but I'm getting there. You know, I'm transforming more so gracefully into each section of this podcast today. But yeah, Hugo Weaving, he was in Hacksaw Ridge with Andrew Garfield, and he plays the dad, like a war veteran from World War One. and he's hes so good in that. And he's so good in Lord of the Rings. I rewatched Lord of the Rings finally. Um... The first time I watched Lord of the Rings, not to go too far on a sidetrack here, but the first time I watched Lord of the Rings, I was, like, not into it at all. And the second time I watched it, I can admit that I can see what the hype is about. It's a really, really good trilogy, that first trilogy for sure. And I will dabble in The Hobbit one day, but... Hugo Weaving, a very, very talented actor, and he voices Megatron in the Transformers films. And I just think of, like, all of these voice actors... Paired with the acting that was like like it really is a comedy because Shia is funny. Megan is sort of not funny, but she's there as she grounds Shia's character at times. And she's used as the damsel, but she's also a badass. Like at the end, she takes Bumblebee after Bumblebee loses his legs, and uh Drives him in that. Do you remember he drive? She she drives him in reverse into the battle, with him hooked up to a tow truck, and he's just like sniping people, sniping Decepticons off the back of that tow truck. And she's just she hot wires. <laughs> That's the big thing. That's the hot thing about Megan Fox. She can hotwire a car, you know. Like her dad was a real grease monkey. He went to jail. And I mean, you don't have a really good, really funny, uh, really well-rounded Transformers movie without the politics. And there's a ton of politics in the Transformers movies. From Sec to Seven, John Taturo recently played Carmine Falcone in The Batman. Did all right, but he's really in his, like, he's at his A game in this. Like he's, he was, that was my intro to John uh, Totoro was, was Transformers, the first one. And you know, he's in the first three and he's really good. He's, he's hilarious. He's got some great lines and, uh, another really good character that they had cast. Like, like I said, it was a good, good cast. It had all of the elements that you needed from the big wig government to these big voice actors to the heartthrobs in the army, let's say. To Megan Fox, the the most beautiful woman in the world at the time. And it was just like it was a great movie because it was visually all around just cool to watch. From start to finish. It's a cool movie. That'll make you kinda laugh. And some of the some of the humor is like, yeah, it may not be for everyone. But I feel like Transformers, the first one. I'm curious actually. I have my phone here. I want to look up what it is on, or what it got on IMDb, because for me, it's like at least an 8 out of 10. It's a really, really good movie, the first one. And I mean, I can see where the bad reviews would come from when Michael Bay just starts to repeat the cycle of what he did in the first one, because he does do a lot of that. And I think Dark of the Moon is almost a three hour movie, if not over three hours. And it was, I remember a lot of that movie is Shia and said family members hanging out, doing whatever at the beginning. Shia's trying to get a job, you know, very minimal, minimal action. And then once the takeover of the city starts, um, with Sentinel prime, Sentinel prime was a good character too. Um, And, uh, yeah, when the takeover of Chicago happens and they're in that war, there's some really good shots in the war, but it's also very long. Like I remember that action sequence, like there's, there's some action in that movie that lasts what feels like an hour and a half. It's probably closer to an hour, but still it's, uh, it's interesting. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what's like, I can see where some of the bad reviews come from. But like when you take real life events like Neil Armstrong in Dark of the Moon and you say hey listen this is actually what happened there's a secret a top secret mission on the dark side of the moon where they open up an a crashed uh Autobot ship and they find Sentinel Prime in there like the the Transformers content like I'm I'm actually looking forward to the reboot of Transformers. I like that they're doing Rise of the Beast. I heard that they're tying that into G.I. Joe as well, which makes sense because that's also a Hasbro toy. But I think that you'll never, ever get what Michael Bay gave you for Transformers. And I think that's why I wanted to do this episode is just remember those movies, you know? Go back to those movies, re-watch them. I remember... uh my good buddy Brandon Weber had had uh, the Transformers game. Do you remember the PlayStation Two Transformers game, where you could literally transform, like you could fly around as Megatron? I just thought that was so cool, and it still is. Like it's like if there was a Transformers, maybe there is a Transformers video game that is like open world, you know, fighting each other, but like also. Do whatever you want. Like, I love that. I love that idea. Make that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> More Transformers content. I have to see Rise of the Beasts. I know it's going to be good because, like, good for me personally, because I really like the Transformers and I like that Peter Cullen is back as Optimus Prime. And honestly, the primals, like the ones that are half animal, half, I don't know if they're half Autobot or what they are exactly, but I'm really looking forward to learning about that. And I think that this looks like a good, um, reboot if you will. And I hope that they go down the road of like pairing it up with the GI Joes. Like that's pretty cool. Like that would be awesome. Let's see all of it you know, and make that into a cinematic universe. Like they really could. I believe, I believe it's Paramount that owns the rights to Transformers. And if they wanted to, I bet they could make quite the movie if they start building some momentum. And I'm going to watch Rise of the Beasts sometime here. I'm waiting for it to come out on rent. What's the deal with this home premiere crap? You know what I mean? Like it comes out on home premiere. It's like, oh, great. It's like out for, you know, it's out early. I can watch it at home. But then it's like 30 bucks or it's like 35 bucks. And it's like, well, no, I would rather go to the theater and watch it. And that like in that scenario, like I'm going to pay 18 bucks to go and watch it in the theater or I'm going to pay 30 bucks to watch it at home or I'm going to wait for it to come out on rent. You know, it's just like, it's sad that that's a way that they sucker people into watching the new movies now from like their own home, you know, because like people like you guys still need to go out to theaters, you know, like even me, like I always have to remind myself. I'm like, just go, go out and see it, go see it in the theater. It's a better experience all around. You know what I mean? So that's basically all I got for you on the Transformers. This has been a really fun episode for me. I was really excited about the Transformers. You listened to that first little intro that I spliced together there. And that got me fired up. I hope it gets you guys fired up. Transformers. Rise of the Beast. That's the next one on the list for me. It's been a great episode talking about Michael Bay's trilogy. I hope that you guys have seen the Transformers trilogy and maybe you're inspired to go back and re-watch it, or maybe you're inspired to watch it for the first time. So I've been Comic Book Movie Guy. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening to this one. I will talk to you on the next one. Thank